welcome to the unofficial Disney Tonight Show podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my dear friend, your host, Mr. David Studebaker. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. I feel like we need one of like a. That, that was that was beautiful. Thank you. Welcome to the unofficial Disney Tonight Show. I am, as Danny Halloweeny said, David Studebaker. Now, you'll notice it was Danny Halloweeny and not our usual announcer, James Creviston. Uh, James Creviston has a stand-up gig. Uh, and you'll also notice Jake Taylor's not there. He doesn't have a calendar. He forgot that we were recording and he had something <laughs> he else. He doesn't so. have a stand-up gig. Yeah. He's, <laughs> and, then, and then Mando uh she was all ready to rock and then a giant storm hit her town in florida and a lightning bolt took out the like internet tower by her so she's like got no power no internet she's gone so uh stay safe mando but yeah we're all alive this is a dangerous show to be on uh but i think the reason why it happened is because our guest today has so much so much charisma, so much hot fire, so much comedic and Disney power that they're just, you had to shave off a few of the producers in order to fully handle him. Uh, so we have with us today, uh, he's a, a, an amazing comedian. Uh, he was on See Your Voice on Fox. Uh, he headlines comedy clubs across the U.S., He's a BuzzFeed contributor, including Disney content for BuzzFeed. And he is <laughs> Luke LaCoy's dear friend. They're all, they are best, best friends, I would say. Uh, so we are going to welcome in Eric Escobar. Welcome in, buddy. Thank you for being Hello! here. Hi. Oh, my Lord. Of all the things you just said, I love being Luke McCoy's best friend the most. That is the best credit. <laughs> also, for the record, I was the one who took out the internet tower. I want more screen time. All right. I'm just yeah. trying to take out every host where we can get all that air goodness in there. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And and, and Luke McCoy is here. Luke McCoy uh, was on Danny's episode, was not there. And then Danny wasn't there for trivia night. So now Luke McCoy and Danny Halloween are both here together. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Now, Luke, uh, tell me, uh, because you and Eric have such a, a, a strong connection, uh, how many, how, how often do you guys cuddle together and hang out? Oh, we, we, we grew up together in the mean streets of Canada. We, uh, we, oh, we shared a teat even. It was, uh, we, we wow. go that far back. It was uh, Luke's wow. dad's teat. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. a wonderful guy. And answer your question three times a day for the cuddling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Usually I am the one who books most of our guests, but this gentleman, I've heard so many great things about Eric Escobar from Luke. So Luke, you take over because I mean, li listen, I'm ready to meet basically from what I hear a fusion of Dave Chappelle and Walt Disney coming together in one human being. So uh, Luke, talk about your guy, Eric. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I want to give Eric a little backstory because this is actually the first time that we're meeting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> other than the teat, other than the yeah, teat, this is the first the time. Letters. That yeah. was a long Your time ago. Years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at least four weeks. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm, I've like formally met, well, not formally, but I unofficially met Eric through it was Instagram. At a it was formal at a cotillion. <laughs> <laughs> But before Instagram, I went to Second City with Nick Bradfield. And so I went through the whole improv program with him. And that I think that was before he even stand up or he started doing stand up. And so I was following Nick's Instagram. And every time he would like travel to a show, Eric would be the headliner of their group. And so I kind of I've been following you for a little bit, like not in a, you know, James Crevice and stalker way. But uh, just, the, just, just watch the, the Clean here. Comedy yeah. podcast. You'll understand the reference. Yeah. Luke is doing this podcast from right outside my garage. Yeah. I can hear his voice right now. He's been following for two weeks, and I've been loving every minute. It's been and, great. And lest you think that Luke is being mean to James, James is a self-described stalker of comedians. So 
yes, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he's creeped some of the comedians out, and I think um, they don't want to come back on the show because of it. But uh, so so Eric, um, what have you been up to lately, other than hanging out with Carrot Top at the airport? Oh my lord! I did hang out with Carrot Top <laughs> at the airport yesterday, and it was so weird. It was so great. It was exactly what you'd expect meeting Carrot Top would be like. It was wonderful, <laughs> but it was crazy because we actually met um, at the Orlando airport when I was flying back to LA from some gigs in Orlando. And while I was in Orlando, I'm sorry to be cheating on Disney. I'm sorry, baby. But I spent three days at Universal Orlando. Oh, no. It was a thrill. It was so great. Um, I actually did some gigs in Orlando, I want to say in March or April. And I bought like a two-day, three-day ticket thing. And it was a buck more to get a pass. Hmm. So I just ended up going for a pass, going for it. Um, I was going to do the same with Disney, but it was $5 billion for more yeah, pass. Right. <laughs> so I didn't go for that. Didn't have the funds. But um, but yeah, things have been great, but mostly just like been on the road for comedy. Very, very grateful for it in this strange, odd time we're living in. And um, yeah, just kind of living my best life, telling the jokes, going to theme parks. Uh, yeah, happy, great, wonderful times. <laughs> And I, and I, uh, I, I would assume by how, how much uh, great energy and time to go to theme parks. Do you have kids? Do you have any kids? Zero kids. Okay, Zero so kids. that makes sense. Which yeah, I don't know if just... that makes it more creepy or less creepy. No, no, not hey, this beard. No, this yeah. is, a, this is an adult Disney show. I, I am all about going. But it's more that both Danny and I have toddlers. And Luke has, his wife is pregnant. So we just walk through life exhausted and in theme parks i love still love going to disneyland but it's um, i can't just like pop over it's got to be planned there's got to be a lot going on and then like if i were like when i'm on the road doing gigs if i let's say i'm in orlando if i go without them very controversial so the fact that you have the freedom you can just be like yeah i'm just gonna do three days at universal um Enjoy it. Well, I Enjoy do it. want to say, yeah. God bless all of you. God bless every <laughs> ounce of your soul. Because honestly, being a parent is, you know, it's a tough, tough gig. You know, you love that kid. You want to do everything for that kid. But, you know, it's it's a lot. They're, they're kids. And I've gone to Universal or Disneyland or a Disney World park and through single rider and just kind of being oh, by myself. I'll knock out the park by noon. It'll be great. <laughs> and then I'll go with my friend who has, you know, kids or, you know, I'm watching it over my niece or my nephew going with them. And I'm like, great. We just went on two attractions. It's 5 PM. We yeah, got here exactly. yesterday. Yeah. Um, these are a lot of diapers, a lot of bathroom breaks. It's okay, yeah. buddy. It's okay. Just uh, let's go on pirates for the 10th time. That is a short yeah. one. <laughs> well, and, and I, I, and I will it. also say for the audio, uh, for the, for the listeners, uh eric has completed me because i love both disneyland and dca but um i and i have my my disneyland background and he has disney california adventure as his background and a very unique night sky very classy mm. very beautiful mm. he has an, a, a very incredible uh disney sweater there's a lot going on that eric's bringing to the table and dan and danny howweenie also with a fabulous mandalorian shirt and i'm pretty sure luke is in a imagineering office i think luke has an imagineer's (laughs) office background that's a deep cut luke that's a good one i love it i brought i brought some there there we go oh oh, that's the same shirt i have you do you remember that's the that you know i have that shirt right I got it from your closet. Okay. <laughs> That's great. He got his underwear got... from mine. He really is talking to me. It's very should scary. I go? Should I go? Should I go change into it, or should we? We'll do it next time. We'll, we'll coordinate. You let me know, Luke. You let me know. I'm hurt. Uh, I want to tell so... a quick story about this sweater, yeah. though, if I don't oh, mind. Yes, please. So I rarely get to wear cool Disney gear on like cool podcasts like this one. Cool stuff. So when I have the opportunity, I want to wear it. And this is my favorite Disney sweater. It's a Disney crew, wait, Disney crew <laughs> slash WCW sweater. Oh, a little crossover, oh. big wrestling fan. They, wow. used, to, they cool. used to shoot at Disney World. I was wondering if so that was it's a like a it. combo package. I'm wearing a lot. Wow. But I bought this when I was like 300 pounds. It's a 3XL. <laughs> I lost like 110. I'm now 190. This is a dress on me. It's a freaking dress. It's beautiful. I should go to the cotillion ball with it. 
but um, I wanted to wear it to bring some Disney pride Thank to the you. table. Wow, that is Ooh, as great. a as a fan of wrestling in the '90s, uh, that is absolutely stellar. And and so let's transition because we are going to get to very soon. We're going to get to some 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 very inner Disney questions with Eric. Mm. But first, mm. um, Luke, uh, you. Okay, take it over with with the with the backstory with with the Fox show. Can you can you talk? <laughs> You're supposed to jump in here, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, Eric was on Seer Voice, and he he gave I thought truly a moving, remarkable performance. And uh, I, I was interested in Eric letting us know like what, what kind of the backstory on that performance and the show itself. And, yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a moving performance that had audience. They, they moved away from their TV screens as fast as possible, I think, when I was on. It was really a lot of power and effort and passion. But um, it was a great show called uh, I Can See Your Voice. I think they're doing second season pretty soon. Um, it was on Fox. I want to say it might have been like a package deal with like The Masked Singer and um, a couple of those other shows. And they brought them over from Korea. But it got big in Korea, got big in the Philippines, got big in Thailand. They brought it over here. And the whole concept is you have a panel of celebrity, not ish. judges, but like, yeah, celebrity-ish. I will say it was definitely, I was like, oh, I think I could probably go to a party with you. I still can't. All right. I'm still not on the list. <laughs> I um, <laughs> It's crazy because a contestant basically works with these celebrities to figure out if these six weird, like mysterious singers can sing or not sing. So we never sing for the contestant, but we'll do a lip sync battle. We'll do an interview. We'll do um, like a pre-recorded thing where they mask our voice. So they have no idea if it's actually our voice or not. And basically through all these wonderful obstacles, they have to figure out if we're good or bad. They bet a ton of money on if we're good or bad. And then so much tension comes onto the stage when we have to walk up there and they hear our first line and are like, Am I making $20,000 or am I not paying rent? And are my kids hungry again for another month? <laughs> um, so it was great. I uh, Can I spoil it? I'm going to spoil it. Spoiler Ooh, alert. Lucid, I was one news. of the bad singers. I was one of the bad singers. And we actually mm-hmm. were supposed to shoot. Um, no, watch the episode. Please give me a one cent royalty. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we were supposed to shoot last March. And our shoot date was actually March 24th. And then COVID hit probably, what, late teens in March, 17, 18 or whatever. So we weren't sure if the show was still going. We ended up bringing back the show, and I shot last August. And it was wild because due to COVID restrictions, we could only shoot for like 10 minutes at a time because you could only have your mask off for 10 minutes. Um, We did it for no audience. And then they actually spliced in an audience. They edited one in for the actual show. Huh. So it was a great experience. I loved it. It was amazing. I'm so grateful to be a part, but it was definitely very surreal to be kind of like a weird, like black mirror type of filming show. Yeah, definitely. Wild. Yeah. And, and uh, so what was the song that you sang on there that, that revealed that you were not a good singer? I sang um, Alone by Heart, oh, which yes. um, if you look at me right now, um, you can tell by uh, my visual and the way i kind of give off my vibe definitely a big heart fan um i don't know if everyone knows that definitely uh my look this beard this angry bald head screams heart so um that was the one i did and it was crazy because we actually had vocal and choreography coaching to make us worse oh wow! she would go in and they're like you know what you're dancing a little too good dance worse you are singing badly but you're hitting a note you're on rhythm do less of that and it was so strange to be in a scenario where it's like almost like singing off beat or singing off tune yeah. when no one's ever really practiced that. You know what I mean? It was very strange. That is crazy. Yeah. And, and I mean, Alone by Heart, that's a that's an easy song to destroy. I mean, you can really, that is a, that a the, the high notes in that are, are very tough. Um, and so now, Luke, the, you... You come on, Luke, jump in because there was follow-up questions that you're supposed to ask that I'm now fumbling to ask, and I'm looking like a bad host. Eric is judging me. He hasn't followed me back on Instagram. You're making me feel terrible, Luke. Get in there. 
Luke, you're in an Imagineering office. I know you're busy. You're working on the next big attraction. I am. I am. And it's going to involve Eric and Danny and David, and it's going to be the, the, the biggest ride yet to DCA. Evolution of facial hair. Luke just set this up as just a, he's just so, he's just eating popcorn and just loving me squirm. Like, is Luke going to ask the question? Should I, am I going to? So, okay. So when, when, uh, when they brought you on to the show, you were dressed as a prison guard and under the false pretense that I think that you, that you give singing lessons at the prison, but then you come out, you hit all the wrong notes and then, (laughs) (laughs) then we get to hear like actually what you do and it, it, you do, you do have some capacity in the prison, but it was actually a very different reason. And I'd love for you to take, take it away. Totally. So for a lot of these shows, it's weird because you're kind of like not allowed to lie. You know what I mean? Like if you are, if you dress up as, I don't know, like a ice cream sales person and they're like, are you actually an ice cream person? And you're like, no, it like goes against like bylaws. I don't understand <laughs> all weird industry stuff. But um, originally, uh, they were trying to think of a character for me, and they're like, well, what do you do? And I was like, oh, well, I like theater. I used to do theater in college, did in high school. So my whole thing was I was going to be like this rocker theater guy, like this guy who did theater, but now he's like a rock guy, and that's his jam. Um, And I guess when COVID hit everything, some of the bad singers, some of the singers that were supposed to be on, they had to leave because they were either, you know, a little more COVID cautious, they weren't comfortable with the thing, or whatever it was. You know, maybe they couldn't make it, maybe they caught it. But um, long story short, they were like, we just got someone else in who has your exact same character. We need to change your character. And I'm like, well, why can't they change theirs? Why are you changing? Well, okay, that's fine. That's fine. But um, they were like, well, what do you do? And I was like, well, I'm a comedian. They're like, well, we can't really do a comedian thing. They're like, do you have any other jobs? And for years, I actually worked uh, teaching improv to kids in juvenile hall. So we ran um, writing workshops where we'd uh, go into these attention camps. We'd have these kids write a wonderful one-act play about 10 weeks one-act play and then we would have uh, celebrities come in and actually do a stage reading of their work to show them you know like oh this is like something like you know really fun this is how it's done in hollywood it's fun like blah. and then um the next 10 weeks we actually take the script from the prior group and we bring in costumers we bring in lighting we bring in makeup we bring in prop people and then they actually get on their feet and perform this play for their community and it's one of the most in it's a huge honor to have this gig because for me, I think improv performance theater really gave me a lot of confidence. I didn't really have a strong identity when I was a kid, you know, we were all awkward. We didn't know what to do. Didn't know who I was. And through finding the arts, I really was kind of enlightened to the fact like, Oh, I could do something on stage and make people happy. I could write a joke and it gets people excited. I could do improv and it makes people laugh and seeing these kids who are often in these situations because they never had a sense of community, whether you know they didn't have a parent figure, they didn't have either parent, um, they didn't have community, so they joined a gang to find that community or whatever it may be. A lot of these kids don't even realize like they're funny and they're great and they have amazing talent and amazing potential. But see them put that on the page and perform it, it's one of the most rewarding, incredible jobs in the whole world. That's beautiful. Man, Eric, That's beautiful. fantastic. Yeah. These kids Maybe. are fantastic. I'm just trying to make sure they don't stab each other. Danny, do you have a do you have a question for Eric? So you know, David is more of the kind of classic Disney fandom, and I'm sure he'll want to you know hear more generally speaking. You know, but for me, what I what I'm curious about are kind of the more I guess acquired properties, the Star Wars, the Marvel stuff like that. That's that's where I uh, you know come in pretty strong. So I've got to know from you. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you on both right now. Star Wars question first, and cool. Eric. No pressure. Star Wars fans, notoriously chill. All right. But what is your favorite Star Wars movie? And what is your least favorite Star Wars movie? Um, I'm going to go favorite. Could I go with a property opposed to an actual film? Go on. Maybe. I'm a fan, which might add to this. But one WWE women's champion, Sasha Banks, is actually a character in the Mandalorian series. And to be honest, I know it's new, I know it's fresh, I know it's not exactly a film movie, film movie, film, but I love The Mandalorian. I think it's wonderful. As a Star Wars, maybe somewhat of a Star Wars novice, I enjoy it, I appreciate it, I keep up, but I'm not like super hard into it. 
Yeah. I feel like a lot of the Star Wars films are fun and exciting and great, but Mandalorian was so palatable. As someone who could walk in knowing almost, you know, nothing and just getting the base story kind of, you know, in my brain, this was something I could jump into, have a great time with. The people who see the little nods and see the little Easter eggs love it even more. But even if you don't see them, it's 10 out of 10. Yeah. And for what it's worth, if I were to kill my virtual background here for a second, you'll see uh, my boy Grogu hanging out in the office with me. So, you know, oh, we, uh, I, I'm also a fan. And Danny, again, for the for the listeners, Danny has a shirt on called the Dadalorian. That's right. Uh, That's, what does it say? I, it's hard to... Uh, there's going to be, uh, like a dad, just way cooler. See also handsome and exceptional. It was a, oh, it was a gift. But it was a gift. You didn't buy that for yourself. <laughs> Worst Star Wars film, in my opinion? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I would have to go with... So I didn't watch the Star Wars movies for a long time. And then I watched them all in chronological order. And I would say the weakest of that marathon was probably Clone Wars. I agree with Eric. Um, I always would say Clone Wars. Totally agree. Just the dialogue alone, because when you can make Samuel L. Jackson seem like a bad actor, that's bad. That's terrible dialogue. You know what? Let's let's dive in here. Let's get back on track. Um, let's dive. So you you've done uh, now, Luke's Okay, you know what, Luke? Jump in. Ask about the Buzzfeed. Oh, okay. Um, the BuzzFeed. <laughs> the BuzzFeed. I've heard of the it. The BuzzFeed. Yeah. What, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we're not talking about BuzzFeed right now. We're just talking about the BuzzFeed, the, the main BuzzFeed. one. Yeah, All right. The BuzzFeed. So yeah, the... It has the copyright. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been working with BuzzFeed for a minute. Very grateful for everything that uh, I've gotten to do with them. I actually started working with them because I was part of an improv team for a while where um, a lot of people at our improv theater just happened to work with BuzzFeeds. So, um, you know, they need an extra here and there. Eventually they needed more of a speaking role person. Um, I think the thing that really popped me off is I'm one of the high guys. This is an adult uh, Disney podcast. Yeah, so kids, we're talking about um, sugar. I love smoking <laughs> sugar. I feel... <laughs> I feel like I got real lucky because I got um, I got to be a part of the High Guys series. Uh, I started with um, the, the High Guys eat the whole Taco Bell menu. And ironically enough, I was working at Disneyland at the time. I was working on a Toy Story Mania. I had off day um. and I had some friends from Hawaii in town. So I actually shot this High Guys all you can eat Taco Bell video. Right after the shoot, they picked me up and I signed them into Disneyland. You know what sucks at Disneyland? Being super baked with eight of Taco Bell inside of you. You don't want a coaster with 17 chalupas in your belly. And that's what I did. Never again. Never again, my friends. <laughs> the sugar crash, right, kids? Yeah. yeah. yeah the no, sugar crash. I baked the sugar <laughs> and then I ate 17 chalupas. They really rev up your appetite. That does, that does not sound like a good experience. Also, kind of full circle a little bit because one of our previous guests was Mindy Rickles, the son, I mean, the daughter of Don Rickles. And oh, she my talked Lord. about the experience of, you know, Don, you know, doing the voice for Mr. Potato Head, like for the actual, you know, the ride and, yeah. um, and just kind of how much that ride meant to him and her and the family and how cool it was. So, I mean, you know, world's coming together. Something that I want to share, and I hope I don't get sued for sharing this information. We'll, we'll see. Um, it's worth it. I love podcasts. <laughs> but um, you know how the, the potato head can talk to you? So if you go yeah. up, he'll be like, oh, kid in the red shirt. Oh, guy in the hat, lady in the backpack. Um, so we actually have, um, it's a cool rotation that we have where you can be Mr. Potato Head for half an hour and there's all these pre-recorded um, yeah. things so you're actually watching the kids and being like oh hey you in the blue shirt hey you in the purple shirt and my favorite thing to do is on that soundboard we had laugh one and we had laugh two and i would just play laugh one laugh two laugh one laugh two <laughs> laugh one laugh two for like 10 minutes i should have gotten fired but it was great because these kids would go up and be like hey mr potato head and he'd be like hi 
Hi. And these kids would be so confused. I made sure they didn't cry, but they definitely were a little traumatized. Um, I don't know if they like laughter anymore. Is that the goal of a cast member? I'm pretty yeah. sure it is. Yeah, yeah, you did your job. You did your job. So did you do did you do any Disney related stuff for BuzzFeed? I have actually they hit me up for this really really cool project where they were doing a video about secrets at the park so any Disney secrets and I liked it but the crazy thing about it is I felt like all the secrets were kind of things that are like sort of ish known in the Disney community already like um we talked about how there's a bunch of cats there's cats all over Disney <laughs> a billion cats there was <laughs> Problem in the 50s, they brought in some cats, all the cats Akuna matata boom, now there's a ton of cats. Um, yeah, that's, not, that's an open secret. That's an open secret. <laughs> hidden Mickey's, guys. Did you know that? <laughs> what? <laughs> I called Splash Mountain. I don't know if you know about it, but there's a, a ride over there, Haunted Mansion. It's in the back, but if you know about it. Um, we also talked about uh, the basketball court in Matterhorn. Um, oh, yeah. Which is a yep. fun rumor. Uh, have you guys seen pictures or you guys? I have. I've seen video. Yeah, I've seen pictures. I, I believe in the Imagineering documentary on Disney Plus, they showed uh, Bob Gurr shooting hoops for a little bit in there. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It's like a little half court, just a little hoop, but it's fun. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Wasn't the reason for that specifically like because of like zoning laws, basically, right? Like to be a certain height, it had to be like a sporting event or a sporting arena or something. So they're like, well, it's got a basketball court. So it's now a sporting arena. And they're like, great. It can be that tall. Like, wasn't it something like that? The story I heard was back in the day when they had, like, the yodelers, like, climb it. Um, it would get hot. So they'd be like, oh, don't climb this giant mountain right now. So to pass the time, they would hang out inside. And instead of just being bored, they were like, oh, let's put up a hoop or whatever. So um, it was kind of for those guys. Um, the I actually heard a crazy story recently. I'm not sure the validity of it, but... But do you know why the Matterhorn was created at Disneyland? Like why it is an attraction where it is? So um, apparently Walt, the, the typical story is Walt went to, you know, the Alps yeah, or whatever, saw it, and, yeah. and they yeah. were like, oh, I it. But apparently that area of the park was actually a, um, it, it, was a, it was a hill or it was some type of like foresty terrain where you can kind of hide out. And there were places where you can kind of just like be alone. And too many high schools were going on this hill where it was more like hidden and like making out and touching parts and doing mouth stuff. So <laughs> we need to do something with this area because too many kids are like getting into naughtiness. So like, well, let's wow. put a ride there. Well, if we're gonna put a ride there, if it's gonna be a fun attraction, let's put a giant mountain where no one can make out. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. good. That's good knowledge. That is. They should have done that. That is the funny thing, though, about the bu like the BuzzFeed thing you did, because it's so hard, you know, kind of gauging the general public's knowledge versus like the Disney community's knowledge. That is a very because like, yeah, like the things that you already have said, like the first couple of things to just like your average person who's just scrolling through BuzzFeed will be like, oh, really? I didn't know that. That's really cool. But then, yeah, how much do you weigh that versus the, you got to come up with like the kids making out, you know, in the forest if, to have something where we're like, oh, wow, that's, uh, that's, yeah. you know, like, so that, yeah, that is legitimately tough. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone who works at Disneyland or most people who work at Disneyland, they're all Disney fans. So yeah. you kind of come in and then it's not just like, oh, we're all fans of this thing. You almost like try to one up each other on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. The you Doritos were invented this yeah. place because yeah. Disney thing. And then eventually you just start like, all right, I need to know more so I can like compete more. And it becomes this giant like ball rolling effect, like Indiana Jones style of like, I need to know everything and I need to say everything. <laughs> yeah. And some of these people are brilliant. They're like weird savants of Disney knowledge. Yeah, no. And and actually uh, also on the cast member front, I have a, I have a, 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 a question for you because I just read a story uh, of, of a guy who he was a cast member back in like the 60s. But I don't know if they do. They still do Disneyland University when they're training you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's cool. They have um, a program called Traditions that I really enjoy, um, and they just basically give you like the history of Disney and like why things are the way they are. You know, 
concepts that Walt, you know, had that still go down today. And um, so that's part of Disney University. And then also Disney University has this really cool program where I want to say for a semester, you can enter the Disney College program through Disney University and get a semester worth of work. You know, they like give you like lower um, rent. They like put you up somewhere, you know, you work there, it's whatever. Um, but you also can take classes at Disney University that go toward your school's oh, whatever. Awesome. Oh, so yeah. instead of six grand for, you know, four units of business, you can actually like, take it at Disney from what I understand. And like, that's super it's cool. a cool class. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, I asked that because I heard a really funny story that in Disneyland University, they discouraged sarcasm with the guests. Uh, and the story the teacher told was the teacher, this is back like probably late 50s, early 60s, um, that that uh, a couple from, Can a family from Kansas asked a Jungle Cruise cast member how long the ride is, how long it takes to go on the ride. And he goes, oh, about three days. And they go, oh no. And so they, they leave the queue and they run back to the Disneyland hotel and they come back like an hour later with all of their bags and all of their belongings. Oh, and they're man. like, okay, we're ready for the three-day cruise. Oh, <laughs> and they man. were totally, no, I, I promise you, I promise you. Just to that point, I feel like if you ask anyone on Jungle Cruise or even anyone, like the bad guys working on um, uh, Rise of the Resistance, the yeah. one inside, like they're supposed to be mean, supposed yeah. to be sarcastic. <laughs> like you kind of got to, that's yeah. part of all right, that's on you, Mr. Kansas man family. Um, I, I will say I had a lot of questions along the lines of like, oh, when is the, uh, the 925 fireworks? You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. I can't tell you how many times people would ask me where attractions are, where we're right next to the attraction. You know what I mean? It's a little like, don't want to be mean you don't want to be mean but you kind of like five feet it's, it's it's here you're here you're and they're like oh I, like, no you're you're actually going you on it. sometimes people think you're being sarcastic you know what i mean like yeah. oh can i have two churros in a water sure that'll be uh 15 oh all right how much and you're <laughs> i'm not being mean I'm very serious. Uh, you probably don't want the caramel dip, do you? No chocolate dip, extra yeah. 50 cents? <laughs> nope. Fine. <laughs> That's great. So now, Eric, this is what we usually do with our special guests. And we didn't do it with Danny. So Danny, you're going to join in as well. Uh, right. We had a lot to cover. You know the in, inside the actor's studio. You have, an in, you, have an, you have an acting background. You understand. So you know, yeah, the great James Lipton would end the show with the PIVO questions. Uh, so, you know, like what turns you on, what's your favorite word, all that stuff. So we like to, to end the show Walt Disney for both. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we like to end the show with, uh, doing kind of a Disney version of the PIVO questions. So, um, so we're going to do that, but actually, but Luke, before I jump in, do you have any other, any questions for Eric? You'll notice, Luke, I've just started taking control again. Did mm -hmm. you notice how it happened? And it's, it, and it's been flowing so much better since, <laughs> since then. Come on, AI. Just shoot, man. Step over someone. Um, the, a word word on the street is that um, Eric might have some Disney-related tattoos. Oh. Oh. oh, I got three Disney-related tattoos. Um so, oh, let's talk about it. Oh, this is what a thrill. I love this podcast. Um, the first big tattoo I ever got was, uh, are you guys familiar with the game Bioshock? Yeah. Yes. So Bioshock, it's a great game. Um, I think it was a PS2 game. I played it on PS3. Uh, probably one of my favorite games in the whole world. Um, I love the Bioshock series. It's great. So I have a tattoo of a skin tear where a big daddy is kind of coming out of the back of my calf and a little sister is walking with him. So um, while I was getting this tattoo, you know, pretty early, like hour one or whatever, um, he was like, oh, like, do you want the little sister to be holding, like, she has like this thing where she takes Adam, it's like a big needle. And I'm like, oh yeah, that'd be cool. And then he was like, oh, you want to put like a little balloon in there? You know, kind of a cute balloon. I'm like, yeah, but I used to work selling balloons at Disneyland. Can you make it a Mickey balloon? Yes. So it's crazy. And you wouldn't see it unless you like got up close or I told you about it. 
but it's this big, crazy, big daddy monster coming out of my skin. This little girl coming after him, and right in the middle is a little Mickey Mouse balloon, oh, which that's I fantastic. I like the crowd right there. It was great. That it's is fantastic. Super- um, I also have, uh, I have a lot of Friday the 13th tattoos. So, um, I get a tattoo every state I perform in. So I'm about, uh, I just got 20, so I'm just in 20 states and I get a tattoo every Friday the 13th or since I've been getting tattoos. So probably since about 2011. And, um, yeah, I got a Friday the 13th tattoo where it's the two Mickey hands kind of coming together to make the heart, um, with the gloves. Yep. So that's really cute. I like it a lot. Yeah. And my, uh, tattoo which is probably the one i can show right now <laughs> y'all want to oh, let's see a tattoo yeah, let's, uh, do it. let's do it no. I don't sorry know spotify viewers but if we can see this little <gasps> monster this guy right oh. here do you guys know what this guy is from a little bit of a deep cut a little bit of a deep cut was that like a never-ending story thing oh man that uh mulan is that from mulan close it is the remake of Mulan. <laughs> the Yeti on the Yeti mural on Expedition Everest. Wow. <laughs> that is very deep. Wow. Cut. Okay. That's strong. Expedition Everest is probably one of my favorite Disney coasters. I love that ride so much. So um, hmm. I, I was in Disneyland, and then right after Disneyland, I was actually shooting something in Tennessee. And while I was in Tennessee, I was like, I don't have a Tennessee tattoo yet. Let me get something there. Um, and he was like, well, what do you want? I'm like, I don't, whatever you want to do, I'm kind of not too picky. And then he's like, well, uh, you know, what's something you did recently that you want to have a memory of? And I'm like, Disneyland. He's like, well, what ride? I'm like, Expedition Everest. So we looked it up and yeah, on the mural, there's that. And now it's on me. Wow. That definitely, at least that should get you uh, a free uh, one of the nicer Walt Disney World hotels and at least three days of tickets. I think minimum that's what that deserves, right? Am I, am I, I would hope about that's that? about the uh, cruise, no? I think that's the length of a jungle cruise. They can do one ride the whole time yeah, I'm there. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, one jungle cruise, <laughs> one circle on the jungle cruise. I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's incredible. Can we let's give a round of applause for Eric's incredible. Uh, tattoo work. That yeah, is you know, I, I think I think we got some new trivia questions for the for the oh, next yeah. one. Oh yeah, next time we do a trivia night, you will be. Uh, you, there will be some strong Eric Escobar tattoo questions mm-hmm. uh, for the viewers <laughs> to uh, have to answer. You know, I just I just got to know. This is this could be another kind of hot take situation, but in the Marvel verse, who is your favorite superhero? Hulk, hands down. Related? Is that something related to like? the ideal superpower you would like to have Eric, or is there Eric something has specific anger issues what he's saying is there <laughs> yes. anger issues yeah and... i love the way he handles his uh his depression and his rage issues yeah. if there's one thing that you've taken from this podcast i'm a very angry guy yeah, uh, yeah. Of... he's really he's a love hateful that. man he's a hateful man i'm like i've been uncomfortable this whole time with the the level yeah. of of just anger and and just vindictiveness that you've brought yeah. to the table stop smashing here really that's I apologize. Hurtful. Sorry. I love you all. Is that oh, my two anger? <laughs> um, I think Hulk is just cool. I've always been very drawn to him since I was a kid. My favorite color is green. Um, I think everyone who has a more magical power, it's kind of cool, but it's like Hulk is just brute strength. You know what I mean? Like, and he's not even like cool, like a even like a DC, like a Batman or like a He's not even like thinking things through. It's not like his power is like, oh, I'm smart. It's like, no, you're just strong and angry and just real. He's so sincere. He's the sincerest superhero. And um, I just think he's cool. And I also think there's like a beautiful story behind like, I think there's a lot of superheroes who feel like they want to be superheroes or they need to be superheroes. They find some type of attraction to saving the world. Hulk is like, he doesn't want to do this. <laughs> like, he's yeah. very not about the role, but it's kind of given to him. And he kind of just is like, all right, I guess I gotta. Yeah. Uh, uh. I guess um, I'm an Avenger. Yeah. And also, I will say that um, I know this might be a little taboo, but I just got back from um, Orlando, said I went to Universal for three days. And if you have not been on the Hulk roller coaster at Islands of Adventure, probably 
I rode Hagrid's motorbike adventure, which is so crazy that it's a virtual queue. It's very similar to Rise of the Resistance. Mm. And I got to ride on Velocicoaster, the new uh, Velociraptor-themed roller coaster for mm. Jurassic World there, too. Hulk is the oldest. And Velocicoaster was so impressive, so smooth, so beautiful. Hagrid's was probably the biggest showcase of what Universal has to offer in terms of like, this is as many things we can do in one attraction and it's beautiful and it's crazy. I think Hulk might beat him out both. Um, it is an old coaster, older coaster, um, but it's solid. It has a great soundtrack. The story is you turn into the Hulk. It's great. <laughs> a dream come true for you. It's like uh, Luke turning into the invisible man, right? Luke, is that the dream? <laughs> so you don't have to. <laughs> I kid, I love you. If only Universal had that ride, you know. Yeah. I would. Mm. Yeah. Or Universal LA. We are going to jump in with the Disney Pivo questions. Since both of you guys are stand up comedians, uh, actually, you know what? This is the first all stand-up comedian show. Our non-stand-up comic producers are all not here. Well, James is a comedian, but he's also not here. But uh, so this is, uh, okay. In honor of us all being comics, what is the funniest Disney animated film? Ooh, um, Clone Wars. Probably Clone Wars. Obviously not a Disney animated film, but I will accept it. Uh, because it's it's CGI, a, semi-animated. Yes. Yeah, semi? no, I, I'm going to accept it because that's a fantastic answer and also very true and yeah. outside the box. And yes, yes, I will accept that. I, I would think um, recency bias. I'm like leaning. Oh, like, you're not wrong. What's that? I think uh, I love all of you. Oh, love <laughs> we you love you too. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we uh, we love you more than Zoom loves you, unfortunately. Yeah, Zoom, mm. Zoom. You, you know what, I, D D uh, Eric, Zoom is, uh, and actually, I'm just gonna say because I I have by the time you're watching this, I have cut out the many times that Zoom has sabotaged this interview. Uh, but I'm just gonna say right now, we are one of many many shows that have been struggling after the Zoom update where it's making things laggy and it's not great. Right? I feel like this podcast is like Disneyland itself. And then you have the Disney fans who are your listeners. And I feel like Michael Eisner right now, all right? I'm getting <laughs> all hate, making all the wrong decisions. I'm just trying my best. I'm trying my best, but every move is wrong and everyone's against me. I apologize. Go Disney hey. Paris. Oh, you're but, right. but you still but you still put out a magical product you know you did you did you still you, you brought star wars to the parks and you know what you, you're uh you're you, we we've done good you. we love you here. yeah okay yeah yeah um yeah i could probably introduce you to some people at zoom david i got you buddy yeah thank you oh yeah that's right danny yeah you are in the tech yeah danny put in right. some calls okay put in some calls yeah well I'll, I'll see what i can do okay um, so yeah. well, before you put in those calls uh funniest disney animated film all right. I was going to say recency bias leans me towards Zootopia. I think the banter is great. You got a couple of great jokes in there, but uh, my, my heart's pulling me towards Emperor's New Group. I think uh, Kronk, just absolute MVP. You know, uh, there, there's so many one-liners, uh, you know, I want, I want a little lever system here just so I can constantly pull the wrong lever. You know, it, it's, it's, you know it's, what, you it's know, cool. Danny, thank you for bringing that up. I actually am surprised because after your, uh, your brilliant uh, mm. pronunciation lesson on Aladdin. Uh, yeah. I thought you would have gone Aladdin because I think that's the funniest Disney animated. I mean, film. it's uh, it's up there. Anytime you throw Robin Williams in there as a genie that can morph into things, basically just letting Robin Williams cook. Like, of course, what do you expect? Yeah. But um, yeah, but I, I mean, it's, I, it's I, up I, there. I, my my Mount Rushmore. I also want to dig in quickly with Eric because since you brought up Kronk. Uh, and the uh, the jewel of a human that is Patrick Warburton. Uh, everyone on this, all three of us that are here with you today, Eric, we all love Soren, but um, there are multiple other people on this show who hate Soren. They're not here, 
Um, and our, what is how do you feel about Soren? I prefer Soren over California to Soren around the world, but I love both. Uh, what say you, Eric? I got to ride Soren um, during the pandemic times, during the COVID times, and they didn't have the sense. Oh no! Oh no! So what I realized is Soren is definitely one of the favorites, but it needs to be the full package. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Oh, the scent is like the best part. That's it. That, give me that orange grove. Yeah, that's what makes the orange grove. And I really like the Soren over California more than Soren over the world. But I am like a born and raised Californian, so something that like reflects my state like that, you can't go wrong. Like you're doing, it's a me ride. Well, and and I also I can't remember we talked about it on the show, but I love also that with Soren over California, it's it's all actual camera footage, whereas yes. Soren around the world, it's all or mostly CGI. So I just it it has just such a more immediate raw feeling. But thank you, Eric, for you are exactly quick, right on the smells. Quick aside, have you guys heard of uh, Wings Over Washington? No. If you're ever in Seattle, Washington, they have a Northwest-themed Soren in Seattle, Washington. Uh, (laughs) It's crazy because it's a little more heavily themed. Like, there's a story to it. There's a pre-show. There's some animatronics that are actually in it. And I just want to give a shout-out to good old PNW. Thank you, Northwest, for having it. Where is that located? (laughs) It's great. It's its own independent thing. It's like next to a Ferris wheel. You so just, it's not even like in park. You just like buy a ticket for the ride. Oh, a okay. random wow. thing in Seattle. Great. That, next yeah. time I'm performing in Seattle, I'm going. I'm going to that. Thank you, Eric. That I'm, animatronics loses points for no Patrick Warburton. I will yeah, say right. that. Yeah, I know. We need the flight captain. <laughs> you need the flight captain. Uh, okay. What? about going to disneyland brings you the most joy um i think it's the aspect of community i go to a lot of theme parks by myself when i'm on the road i love it i have a great time but i think nothing is better than when you're with friends or with a date or with your family or even some people you might not know because you're doing something and you're at a place that's so just naturally organically fun that you connect with people and you get to talk in line with people and you get to share a churro or a turkey leg with each other talk about what ride was your favorite no let's do that again let's do that and i think that um theme parks really create stronger bonds stronger communities stronger friendships stronger relationships stronger families and um disney is almost so perfect in their execution of so much stuff that that element of it is it applies to every group of people i don't think you would get that same communal experience at a six five zash mountain you know what I mean? I totally or at agree. a Cedar Point. Yeah. But at yeah. Disney, I don't care if you're five years old or 500 years old, go to a doctor. You're <laughs> going to get that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's fantastic. That's a great take. That's a fantastic mm-hmm. take, Eric. And you're totally right. Uh, Danny, beat that one. <laughs> I, I was going to say, by the way, did, did, did anybody else think of James Crevison when he said sharing a turkey leg with someone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. James yeah. walking around holding one that thing our, out. One of our co-hosts, he, he will eat four to six turkey legs in one day, uh, which, and I'm not a turkey leg person. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and uh, Eric's Eric's reaction, at least on my video, was was slightly frozen. Now you see it. But I, yeah. I believe Eric is with me on finding that horrifying. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. He, <laughs> okay. he needed to like extra hydrate for that take. <laughs> yeah. So mm-hmm. Danny, uh, your yeah. answer. Yeah. So mine is, I think, a little bit more uh, tangible. I was thinking uh, not so much the community, but it's still that sort of part of the environment that Disney creates. To me, it, it's, I think, the music, which I think is so specific. Like yeah. walking down Main Street is such a specific Thing. when you hear like the violins and, and and it's all the senses right we talked about smelling the orange groves or smelling a churro or you know the feeling the mist of splash mountain like i mean it's it's just all like you, you when you hear the music to me immediately it like you know we, we know what we're human beings what music does to us right anytime i hear that music i'm like oh it is it is on like i'm at disneyland baby like you know it's what? Both of you guys, great takes. You guys are already killing it on the Pivo questions. And I, on that note on music, I agree 
uh, Danny. And it's funny because that's part of why I've gone, you know, during Christmas time uh, to the parks and, and it's nice, but I, part of why I don't always love going during Christmas time is that you just get the Christmas, you get more of the Christmas music, you get less of the movies and the classic stuff. And so the radio it, coming me, in. yeah, yeah it, it, it does diminish it somewhat. Like once you, like I, I did it once and it was kind of fun to do it once, but in general, also fun fact, uh, one of the original Main Street songs, uh, Married Life, was is was used in the Pixar movie Up as the main theme. That that theme music is the same thing. So um, there's a little fun fact for you. Uh, the first 15 minutes of Up also in the short running for funniest Disney animated movies out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And it's you know, um, up Clone Wars Schindler's List. I'm pretty yeah. sure those are the three <laughs> funniest Disney films. Schindler's List was definitely, I'm pretty sure, a Pixar. Uh, yeah, that was Pixar. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, and actually, Luke, you know what? I don't want you to feel left out. What about uh, going to Disneyland brings you the most joy? They, those are two strong. I almost hate Ooh. to ask you that after those two fantastic answers, but go for it, Luke. I just I, I like anything themed and they do themed the best. So I mean like I, I go to Rainforest Cafe because I feel like I'm in the forest. So Disneyland is where you go to feel like you're in storybook world and they do it the best and it's fantastic. I agree. I sign off on all on all these answers. Eric, did you have something? Yeah, to kind of go off both and Danny's points, I feel like I'm a huge fan of like immersive experiences. You know what I mean? Whatever it may be, it could be a um, like an escape room. There's a thing called Meow Wolf, which I just did in, uh, they have one in Vegas, they have one in New Mexico, they have one in Colorado, but it's just like a museum, but it's like super immersive. And it's crazy because I think immersion is done really well now because we have the technology for it. But Walt had the foresight to be like, we need to make sure no one can see anything outside of Disneyland when they're in Disneyland. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you're in where we don't want trees outside, we want to see one square. When you're in Tomorrowland, we don't want you to see the hotel outside. And yeah. it's it's so crazy how he had the foresight to be like, we need to immerse people in these worlds through the music, through mm -hmm. the sounds, through whatever it may be. And it's, uh, it's crazy to see how that little thing made Disneyland become a thing. And I think really influenced all of like entertainment, especially oh, nowadays. Yeah. Look at VR, mm -hmm. VR is entertainment. And that's like a byproduct of like Disney just being like, oh, I don't want to see the hotel over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's great. It's <laughs> a great take. Now, kind of on the opposite end, um, what is your least favorite Disney parks ride? Oh my Lord. You know what? I know what it is. Finding Nemo submarine journey. Screw that. <laughs> a magical submarine ride. We had like the seventh largest fleet. You thought you were like going in like a Navy person. What, the, what did they do? It's, it's a video. It's a video. Dumb. Super dumb. And if I, I, I'm gonna, I need to take a breath of fresh air really quick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I completely agree. Although I, the only counterpoint I will give just for them not because i don't think they're gonna like change like they're either gonna get rid of the whole thing or just kind of change it but um the the thing i will say though is the submarine area itself that body of water and that visual from outside of it is worth keeping the crappy ride just for that yeah it adds so much to the experience that even though I'll probably never ride the ride again, and it's uh, really a very not good what they, I know, at least I would have rather just had like floating toys in the water than a video or a hologram. Like it, I really completely agree with you, Eric. I also just want to say, so I think Disney isn't doing the best they could be, but they are making really good moves in terms of making a lot of their attractions ADA compliant um you know that easier for people with disabilities um but but as a former like 310 pound man you know and it is to get on the submarine ride yeah like walking the stairs 
to walk down little thing and you're sitting next to people. And you don't want to be next to him. You're just breathing COVID air. I yeah. hated it. I, I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I can yeah, only. But, I, I, an unnamed current cast member. Uh, I don't know if he made this up or it's what they call it internally in the, but at, with the cast members, but they, he called it a COVID capsule, which I think was pretty perfect. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Danny, uh, uh, what is your least favorite Disney Parks ride? I mean, it, it's funny because it just talks about loving music, probably the most infamous song uh, of all the Disney rides. Um, and I, I got to put it in the in the negative column. Uh, I think my least favorite has to be uh, It's a Small World. Oh, um, man. You know what? I re- no, I res- very David, I know, I I know you're a big fan, sir. I know. I respect it as an institution. Okay? I'm just saying. It is, it is not, I will say this, it looks wonderful when you go, uh, you know, nighttime, Christmas time, you know, uh, you know, it's all decked out for the holiday season. Love it. Beautiful to look at. Not my cup of tea to ride. I'm sorry. Wow. David, I'm personally sorry to you, David. <laughs> no, I, I, listen, I understand fully why someone would hate that ride. I just love it. I love, you know, it's, it's yep. Walt wanting the world to come together, Danny, mm. heartless man, and that's mm. the song. I love me some Sherman Brothers earworm. I don't mind it. Okay. I used to work on It's a Small World briefly. Oh, wow. A story about it that kind of relates to the story that I just told about you know things being more like plus size friendly, you know X Y Z. The ride was built in the fifties or the sixties. When was it? It was built a long time ago, and yeah. back then people were generally a lot skinnier. You know what I mean? Because in the 50s, 60s, like we didn't know about Korean barbecue. All right, straight up. (laughs) But um, I remember working on that. If someone was too big to get on the boat, if you were too large to get on the boat, we'd apologize to you and make it up to you by giving you a free meal voucher. Oh, no. I don't know if that's really (laughs) solving the issue, all right? Can I trick into this rehab? No, but here's some crack. You know what I mean? It's a very strange <laughs> situation. Um, I I don't mind it's a small world. I don't hate it's a small world. There are there are attractions you have to get on every time. I always want to make sure I can on Indiana Jones. I always want to make sure if I can get on at Cars, um, Radiator Springs. Big, big fan of that ride. Um, I like, uh, not ta- well, I like Tower, but you know, Guardians. There's just those rides you need to check off the list when you go. Small World is nowhere near that list. If you <laughs> want to go, let's go. But it's not a must-do, have-to when we're there. Yeah, it's like a filler between fast passes. If you like, yeah. there's, the lines are crazy everywhere else. You know what? It's a 10-minute walk-on. Let's do it. I, I do agree. I don't love it that much that I'm like, I have to do it. Uh, but I, yeah, that, but that's, that is hilarious and sad. <laughs> Okay, if you could go to Vegas with any Disney or Pixar villain, who would it be? And Danny, you are muted, just so you know. Yep, that is because uh, my oldest is about to take a bath. Can you hear the bathwater running? <laughs> nope. To, yeah. be, uh, to be fair, who knows um, Danny's my dad. I actually want to take a bath. Yeah, Eric, hurry up. You're filthy. Uh, I love you, Dad. I love you so much. I'm proud of you, son. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I might be older than him. I feel like if I were to go to any, or if I were to go to Vegas, you know what? I'm going to go with, um, she, she's in a movie, uh, Madame Leota. Madame Leota, for two reasons. One, excellent poker face. Excellent poker face. She's going to win. Two, I would assume she has some type of psychic capability. You know what I mean? If she can tell when the dice are going, if she can tell if that's a monkey over there, you know what I mean? Like, she might be able to pull a little bit of odds in my favor. So, Madam Leota. Strong. I like the poker face thought here, right? I mean, I can't not make a Frozen reference. So, when I think of a poker face, I think of Hans, you know what I mean? But um, <laughs> that's, that's, you know, it's, it literally freezes. No, um, I, I like that, though. See, if it were if it were me, if, if I were going to bring somebody to Vegas, I, I would have to think I would want, you know, I'm not a gambler, right? I don't care about a poker face. I'm there to have fun. I want somebody fresh. I want someone flashy. I want someone not afraid to use a little sorcery to make sure things are going well. So I'm talking about my main villain from my main movie, Aladdin. You know, 
When dude busts out the genie lamp, we're going to turn Vegas upside down. I'm twirling mustaches and enchanting audiences with my guy, <laughs> Jafar. Yeah, that's, that is my guy. I got excited with that question, David. That's strong. No, that's strong. Oh, just, just quick clarification. Would you go Jafar, just Jafar or Jafar Iago? Because they can kind of come in a combo pack. You know, if, if you'll grant me the combo pack, yeah. Give me, give me that sweet little parrot. <laughs> if I can do Jafar Gilbert Gottfried, give me the combo. I don't know if I want Iago, but I do want to hang out with Gilbert Gottfried in Vegas. There you go. There you go. I love it. I, I won't get it. old at all. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, uh, this is on a, on a more uh, serious and earnest note. Uh, what gives you purpose? I would say the thing that motivates me the most is um, I, I think one of the reasons why a lot of comics and just a lot of people in general, like, like Disney is it, there's so much um, you're surrounded by so much positive energy. There's so much joy. Like, I think um, it really, it's, it's, it's a selfish job being a comic. Cause honestly, you know, you're doing it for you when you kill that crowd when you get a big standing ovation, when you get that applause break, oh, it feels so great. It feels amazing. And I think there's a little bit of that when you go to a Disney park or when you go to a theme park, because you're not, it's not like you're the DMV where everyone's sad. It's not like you're at work where everyone's like grunty. Like you're literally escaping all the annoyance and in life to be around people and having a good time. And I firmly believe when you're around good energy, then you feel that good energy and you put that out back into the world. And I think that really gives me purpose. I think it really gives me purpose to not only live a life where I'm happy and make those choices to make sure I can give off that good energy, but to see people laugh, to see people happy, to see people not stressed out. That's, that's something that I want to feed towards in everyday life, whether that's me at work, whether that's me at a restaurant, whether that's me on stage and seeing those, you know, tangible laughs and feeling that tangible laughter, um, people being happy. I feel like just rolling with that is my purpose. Beautiful. Beautiful. And Danny? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually a somewhat similar answer. I mean, we're, we're comics, right? We, we do this to make people laugh. And even when we're not on stage, we're probably still trying to make people laugh. Um, you know, in, in my mind, I, I find purpose with, I think, helping people. Um, I volunteer with an organization called Okaizu. Uh, I'm a camp counselor for kids who have been affected by childhood cancer, um, whether it's the patients themselves or their siblings. Um, and it's just like being goofy with them and, and not like <laughs> goofy, but like, you know, lower, lower G, goofy, goofy. Um, but like seeing them laugh, right? And like kind of what, what Eric was saying earlier, like people that don't really come from like easy homes right? Um, teenagers show up, they got their walls built up. Um, and to kind of have them break those walls down and like start to kind of laugh and sing and, you know, like, hey, if, if this guy's making an idiot out of himself, like, yeah, it's all right to kind of laugh at yourself a little bit. And and they start to kind of do it and they get comfortable in their own skin and, and seeing them, you know, kind of be role models to younger kids and all that. I mean, it's, it, it's everything. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, Eric, for sure. Beautiful, beautiful. Luke, do you have anything before I ask a final question of Eric? This has been fun. This has been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed my time immensely with these wonderful people. Yeah, beautiful. Luke, I love you a lot, but can you tone your energy down just a bit? <laughs> I'll try. It's a problem. It is. Cow dominating. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a lot. I apologize, Eric. We'll we'll have a we'll have a production meeting afterwards, and we'll talk about, <laughs> uh, you know, just the power. Uh, so, Eric. Do you have any upcoming shows you'd like to plug? Do you have any social media stuff you want to plug? Do you have any anything at all you want to plug? Uh, fire away. So if you want to learn more about what I'm up to, where I'm going to be in shows, uh, I think Instagram is the big catch-all. Instagram.com slash Eric Escobar. Eric with a K or at Eric Escobar. I don't know why I gave the URL. Should have just said the candle. <laughs> URL works. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I'll answer some of my upcoming shows. Um, uh, after next week, I'm going to be in Oregon. I'm going to be in the Bay Area. Um, I have some shows in DC on the East Coast. Um, uh, Royal Oak, Michigan. So um, yeah, I'm pretty much bouncing around. Uh, 
things aren't stopping, knock on wood. Um, but definitely be safe out there. Check out a show when you can if I'm in your area. And if not in your area, something I would like to push is my TED Talk. I just did a TED Talk, released it a couple months ago. Um, if you just look up Eric Escobar TED Talk, you can find it there. Um, but yeah, if I'm not on the road or if I'm not uh, doing the TED Talk thing, I'm probably at Universal Studios, Disneyland, or California Adventure. So if you're there, just hit me up and you will probably find me at the churro stand or eating lobster nachos. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I, Eric, thank you. You really, you've been an incredible guest. I, I it, just in awe of your Disney prowess, yes. your comedic prowess. Uh, so thank you so much. Thank you, Danny, for bringing the heat. Uh, thank you, Luke, for being a little bit overboard. And I <laughs> totally agree with Eric. And it's like, it's uncomfortable, the, the amount yeah. of yelling mm -hmm. and aggressiveness. But uh, still, we love you, Luke, your beautiful smile. Uh, and it was just great to be, you know, to see two best friends, Luke and Eric, you know, reunited. It was an honor. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, yeah, this has been another episode of the Unofficial Disney Tonight Show. Follow us on, I guess, I, I guess you say follow now on the podcast apps. They've changed it now. But we're on all of them, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart. Like, there's 4,000 podcast apps. Follow us on every single one of them. Uh, and subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment with how amazing Eric and Danny's beards are. Um, that's all we will – no, you can comment anything. But please, uh, that is – both of you are bringing some, some hot fire on the chin. So thank you for that. Um, and, yeah, we will uh, – We'll keep you posted with more stuff, but man, Eric Escobar, just killing it. Round of applause. Oh, you Eric. guys had a great time. I've always wanted to be on a podcast where they compliment my prowess. So <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys. Until next time, we are the unofficial Disney Tonight Show. See you soon.